I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And welcome back to Rob and Nate Record a Podcast and our week four of our Sam Rockwell month. Mm -hmm. To close out the month, we're closing out on what I guess could most accurately be described as simply a sentimental favorite. Yeah, yeah. We we watched the 2013 movie The Way Way Back. And this, if you have never seen this, this is a surprisingly solid film. There's nothing crazy about this film. I don't think it won a lot of awards or anything like that. But this is a good, good film. It's it's one of those kind of coming of age stories, but it's it's extremely good. And it's something that I first thought was going to be a period piece. Oh, really? Yeah, because I knew it was. I saw footage of that station wagon. Yeah. And I knew it was related to a water park, and that made me think of the 80s. Yeah. Even though we discovered it's actually a 70s station wagon. Yeah, it is. Tell me about the first time you saw this movie. I know that I was the one who pushed you to see this. uh, You talked it up, and I saw it in 2017. I think. I can't remember if I got it through Netflix, the old school rental Netflix, or if it was on HBO, which I think I had at the time. But I watched it on your recommendation, and it's quite a charming movie. Yeah. I don't remember when I first saw this. This came out in 2013. I want to say I probably saw it. I don't know if it was 2013, 2014, but somewhere in there. And this quickly became a regular favorite of mine. I probably watched this... I don't tend to watch it in the wintertime. You know, this is a it's summertime a summer movie. movie. Yeah. I came to that conclusion this summer. This is the third time I watched it. The second time I watched it was last summer. And I'm like, this and Jaws go into yeah. my rotation for each summer. I think. Yeah. But you could watch this at any point in the summer and it works. But I tend to, to watch it, you know, probably late April, early May. You know, the Memorial Day time frame, you know, added in there. But I'll watch it a couple times throughout the summer again. It's got a great soundtrack. Yeah, uh, Eddie Burkell, who's been on a number of other sh- soundtracks, recorded multiple songs for this movie. But yeah, just well pieced together. I guess we should get some plot overview on this. But we have Trent, who's played by Steve Carell. Pam, who is Tony, Col- uh, played by Tony Collette. Betty, who is played by Anna- Allison Janney. Susanna, played by Anna Sophia Robb. Owen, played by the... the catalyst of this month sam rockwell caitlin who's played by mia rudolph and duncan played by liam james i think that's i got rob cordroy as kip and amanda pete as joan nate faxon as uh, roddy rash i mean it's it's got a really strong cast did you realize this was directed by nate faxon and jim rash yeah and written by them as well yeah it's it's great but duncan is a shy 14 year old boy who goes on summer vacation with his mother and her overbearing boyfriend and and his daughter. And they go to his summer house or some sort of family where is beach that? house. Where is it? Where is it actually or where is it supposed where is it to be? It's supposed to be and where is it actually? It's supposed to be in upstate New York somewhere. Okay. It's actually in Massachusetts. Yeah, it feels like Massachusetts. Yeah. And it's and much of this takes place at a water park called Waterwiz Water Park, which is an actual water park in massachusetts it's been used in at least one other movie but yeah it's it's a place there in massachusetts evidently the cabin that was used in this film they scouted it out and so steve carell actually at one point declined to make this movie because he had summers in massachusetts and then he found out that his summer home in massachusetts was a short distance from where they were going to be filming and then come to find out the scout the location scouts 
had rented his in-laws house for the movie so yeah so steve carell came back on board for this but Mm -hmm. steve carell's character in this you're supposed to hate him oh from the from the very first moment you meet him yeah that first conversation he has is they're driving to the summer home and the, the wife and or the girlfriend and daughter are asleep so he decides to frank duncan in a pretty humiliating way. And, he, and this guy is super passive-aggressive to Duncan the entire movie. Yeah. But he asked Duncan, you know, to rate himself on a scale of 1 to 10, which he's very reluctant to do, and he eventually does to try to shut the guy up. He says, I don't know, a 6. Yeah. Like, I think you're a 3. Yeah, to a 14-year-old. To a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. And to be fair, this is a goofy kid that doesn't seem to have a lot going for him. Yeah. But he has a summer that brings him out of his shell. Yeah, he's there in this town, and and he, just to get away from the things going on that he can't stand, just rides his bike around the town exploring, and stops at a pizzeria one day, and that's the first time he meets Owen, who's played by Sam Rockwell. And it's not really his bike; it's a it's a girl's bike. It's the, that was just in the. It in was the probably or the Steve Carell's daughter's bike when she was a kid. Yeah, yep, from the Princess Collection, from, as Sam Rockwell yeah. tells us. But this movie, I mean, it's got a ton of just great quotable lines in this. And we'll get to some of those later on. But, it, I mean, this has great lines. It has a great feeling to it. It's, it's a coming-of-age story. We followed primarily Duncan as he gets shunned and, and doesn't like what's going on there. And, and he eventually gets hired at this water park that is run by Owen. And Owen takes him under his wing and just comes out of his shell and figures out who he is, you know, working at this water park. It's and... more about less a make-work job because the kid, or, or Sam Rockwell, intuits that this kid is coming from a, a situation he's just got to get out of. And we find out later in the film when Owen confesses that he had a father that was similar to Duncan's mother's boyfriend. Trent. Yeah. yeah. Trent Ramsey. As it's even though this doesn't give us the full credit, mm. but the family name on the cabin was Ramsey. Mm. But yeah, there's great lines, there's great interactions between, especially between Duncan and Owen and Roddy and Lewis. Mm. Yeah, those guys and Caitlin too, played by Mia Rudolph. They have a bunch of great lines. Allison Janney is hilarious in this. She got she yeah she's great. Yeah, she's the the drunken mother with yeah. a with a heart of gold. <laughs> Yeah, who is is incredibly blunt to her kids, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the stuff with her son with the lazy eye, that was hilarious. Mm. Just point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, very first time I saw this movie, I just I just was in love with this. It's 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 such an easy movie to like. Ah, uh, yes. It's yeah. It's charming, it's easygoing, it has some pathos to it. The contrast between Duncan's home life and the water park you're just two completely separate worlds. He's he's just he's a different person there, and he, yeah. he he grows out of himself. And that mentor relationship between him and Sam Rockwell could potentially have been creepy, but isn't. Yeah. Sam Rockwell make, makes it work. Yeah, and uh, you know I I can I guess I relate a lot to this movie. Growing up, you know, at home, not that my parents were abusive or anything mm-hmm. like that, but work was a way to come out of my shell and was kind of a social activity at times. But I, I really didn't come out of my shell and develop my personality until I, you know, at least not fully in my mind, till I started working. And yet, I also relate heavily to the Owen character in this movie. Especially with, like, the working at the water park stuff and, like, that day where it's raining and he's sitting there by himself. 
I've had a few of those days. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for clarification, I maintain swimming pools. So while I don't do a full water park per se, I definitely related to the Owen character mm-hmm. in a number of ways. So yeah. What other, uh, what other things stick out to you about this movie before we get into some movie quotes? One thing I like about this movie is that he doesn't get the girl. He kind of does. He kind of does, but he, he, he doesn't quite. I mean, to the extent that a 14-year-old gets the girl, yeah. he got the girl. But she's very much out of his league. Yeah. And she relates to him. But they've developed him, a friendship. Yeah, too. it's a friendship. And yeah. it's based on similar dynamics with, their, with living with their mother, kind of pining for their father's uh, approval. And there's a point at which he something traumatic kind of happened and he's he, he he decides to go in for the kiss which is rebuffed but largely based on misunderstanding and i just you know i liked that they just felt, felt truer to me and that she does go out of her way later to try to lessen that blow to him while still keeping boundaries and i just i like that because that's just something you don't see in film that often yep well and i liked the the day where she follows him to the water park too and where they really develop that friendship. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, one item of trivia I wanted to mention before we get too much further. A couple items of trivia, I guess. In order to save some money, the filmmakers decided not to get trailers for the actors in this movie. Mm-hmm. And instead, they decided to run a house for the duration of filming, which was roughly like six weeks, uh, where the actors would go in between takes. The house turned into a popular hangout spot for the cast and crew. And they often even ended up at the house, even on their days off and things like that, mm-hmm. which you could see. Like, it yeah. seems like they all got along here. But another thing that happened in this movie, they actually almost got kicked out of the water park where they were filming at one point because Sam Rockwell, I guess, evidently would, would improvise and joke around on the loudspeaker during the scenes, which leads to funny moments in the, in the movie. But one time, forgetting that there were children around, he made an inappropriate joke about herpes, which upset the owner of the park. Rockwell had to go go and apologize so they could continue filming. Oh, what is the way way back? By the way, that's the back seat of the station wagon. I guess that's. A did term. you have a station wagon growing up? Uh, I did, and we had one that had that way way back seat. Well, so it's it's originally the way back, mm-hmm. you know, but they changed the title of the movie to the way way back so mm-hmm. that it wouldn't be confusing. Oh, okay. But yeah, I remember that as a kid growing up with a station wagon, you know, getting the back, no, the way back, you know, mm. and things like that. But yeah, it's so some quotes from this movie. Oh, the first day that Owen shows up for work, evidently he's a few minutes late. And Owen says, you disappoint me, kid. You're late. You plan on making a habit out of this? Duncan says, what? And Owen says, you're fired. But I, you make a valid point. Welcome back with benefits. Which ones were some of your favorites? How long have you been working here? Oh, the park, um, I've always been here. Ever since I was a small Cambodian child. Of course, that was after Nam. I was in the sh**. Then I joined the circus to become a clown fighter. I know about 46 ways to kill a clown. I hate clowns. I'm kidding, except for the part where I really do hate clowns. Seriously, when's the last time you bought jeans? My mom buys my jeans. Good! Always take things literally. How's that working out for you? (laughs) Does that get you laid? So you're a big fan of REO Speedwagon? What? Can't fight this feeling? Oh no, my mom must have put that on there. Oh, and you just got to it and thought, what the hell, I'm just going to sing the shit out of it anyway? (laughs) Throw your bike in the back. No, I don't want to. Come on, yeah? Yeah. No, it's too much trouble. 
Duncan, we're going to have to start having faster conversations. Throw your bike in the back. Duncan starts moving his bike into the back seat of the car. No one says, I'd help you out, but I got my hands on the wheel. Give, you know, giving you a ride. I think that's enough. Where did you get that? The princess collection? Hey, easy, easy. This car's just the right amount of shit. Which is something my wife says about her car. It's just the right amount of shit. Oh, this one's good. So Peter is the neighbor boy. And Duncan gets suckered into taking Peter with him to the to a party one night. And he meets Owen for the first time. And Owen says, oh, Roddy says something about their boss and his pirate friend. So Owen comes over and comments on the patch. And Peter says, my mom makes me wear it. She says, my eye confuses people. Well, now you got to show me. So Peter takes the patch off. Ha <laughs> ha! Look at that thing. She wants you to hide that? Is she insane? I'd kill to have that eye. You're full of shit. Seriously, you know how many bits I could do with that thing? Daring people to look me straight in the eye? Oh, Steph, don't you look cute. That's exactly the kind of suit that got me pregnant the first time. That's Allison Janney's character. <laughs> carry a laser down the road that I must travel? Why would it be carry a laser? Because it's a song about outer space. Another great line, Steph is the boyfriend, Trent's daughter. Mm-hmm. And... They ask her something about Duncan one time, and she just looks at him and goes, enjoy therapy. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm developmentally challenged, like bad, nightmare special people bad. Oh, this was good. So this is one of the loudspeaker moments. Duncan and Suzanne, you know, Duncan's showing Suzanne around the water park. She's just shown up. And Roddy and Owen see them standing there, and they decide to, to harass Duncan. And so they grab the, the intercom and over the loudspeaker and says, please report to the Administrative Offices International. Duncan, please report to the Administrative Offices International. I have to announce it over the PA as my voice won't carry that far. My throat suffered major, major damage during an intense makeout session with Lewis's mom. She has a forked tongue and a touch of the herpes. And Lewis says, I don't have a mom. I have two dads in your face. And then after they have their conversation... Owen says over the PA, return to your lady friend, Duncan. Please return to your lady friend. Please let her know this conversation was entirely about her. In other news, this is very awkward for you. Did you write down any other quotes? No, it's just, uh, it's very wittily written. The two guys that wrote it, I guess that script had been kicking around since at least 2007. And Well, finally, they wrote it in 2007. Oh, they wrote it in 2007. Yeah. And they finally got it picked up for production and release in 2013. Yeah. Uh, how did this movie do? Give me one quick second. I was going to give you a little tidbit about writing it. Oh, in an interview, writer-director Jim Rash said the script's main inspiration was the opening scene inspired by a similar conversation he had with it, with his own stepfather when he was 14. Wow. So, how did this movie do? This movie, it had a $5 million uh, budget to start with. That Considering the caliber of stars that are in this film, that's well, this was before they won their Oscars. So Allison Janney would eventually go on and win her Oscar. Uh, Sam Rockwell would win uh, one, but this was before they had their Oscars. Tony well, Collette, even at the time, Stephen Carell, you know, Steve Carell would have cost you some money. Yeah, as this would Rockwell. So this also apparently was released initially in the UK because its opening weekend numbers are listed uh, from the UK, and it had an opening weekend. Of eight hundred and twenty-five thousand, it had a domestic gross of twenty-one point five million and a worldwide gross of a little over twenty-six million. 
So they quadrupled their their yeah. investment. So it did. I mean, twenty six million is not a huge. Even in two thousand thirteen, isn't a huge number. I, but I'm surprised this movie costs so little to make. They did a number of things that said to keep the cost down, but I mean, they filmed it on on location. They yeah yeah they didn't have trailers yeah. How would you rate this film? It is very pleasant. It it's not something that I could you know give a four stars to, but it it is a solid three. Yeah. And sometimes a solid three star movie is They're as just, satisfying yeah. in some ways as watching a a, a very much consistent more, three yeah. star. Yeah. Yeah. How would you rate it on the ten star scale? Oh, seven or eight. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I would give this three stars on the four star scale. And I would for sure give this eight stars on the ten star scale. Mm. We watched this with my wife tonight. She didn't stay up for the recording. She said to tell you guys she would rate this three and a half on the four star scale and nine on the ten star scale. Wow. She really likes this movie as yeah. well. So I can't think of anything not to like in this film. Yeah, it does what it sets out to do very well. It's consistently charming. It's it's got the tone down. It's got the the very likable soundtrack. There's a diversity of interesting characters. It's just, you know, it, it completely works for what it is. And yeah. it is, I think I'm going to make it a staple. Oh, yeah. I would recommend watching it every summer. Yeah. This movie's rated PG-13. I can't think of anyone who I would not recommend this film to. Can you? People hate fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else to add on this one? Before we close this episode out, I guess we should wrap up our Sam Rockwell month. Good thing we remembered and have to go back and record it again. Yeah. Uh, so how would you rate the four movies we watched this month? Well, it's a little bit tough because there's not really a weak sister out of this bunch. They're all pretty solid. But the way I would rank it, number one, Matchstick Men. Number two, The Way, Way Back. Number three, Three Billboards. And number four, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I would swap The Way, Way Back and th- uh, Matchstick Men. But otherwise, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, those two are really close. Yeah. And I think Matchstick Man wins for me largely because I've had a sentimental attachment to it for a longer period of time. And because re-watching it after so long, it just slammed home how good that was to me. Whereas I have seen this movie nine months ago. Yeah. So it was fresher in my mind. Cool. Fun stuff. Well, Sam Rockwell, great actor. We love him. Great month. We love his movies. This was a fun month. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm Rob. I'm Nate. And this is Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. And that's definitely the first time we recorded that. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I usually watch this before I watch Jaws each summer. Mm. This is probably the first summer movie I watch every year. Yeah. Yeah. You said you had something for the outtakes. Yeah. We had one or two things. Since this movie was a comedy, we should talk about our, our comedy theory that we were talking about the other week. Oh, yeah. About how it used to be back in the day that some of the most money-making pictures of, of a given year, some of the top ten box office picks, would be comedies. And so I just chose to look at years ending with a zero. I didn't look at 2020 because I couldn't find numbers easily that seemed right to me. They were international numbers instead of just the U.S. box office. Uh-huh. But in 1980, seven of the top ten box office films that year were comedies. Yeah. In 1995, were comedies. In 2003, were comedies. And in 2010, zero were comedies. And it's just interesting to see how that progressed. 
Because just t- not without looking at it, I just had this feeling, you know, in conversation the other week. It's like they're just not the hits anymore. No, and you don't have the comedic, the comedy stars that yeah. that are the equivalent of what used to be. You know, you don't have your Steve Martins, your Martin Shorts. You know, you don't have your Bill Murray's, and yeah. Chevy Chases. You don't, you don't have that first generation Saturday Night Live group, and you don't have the innovativeness of some comedies like ghostbusters was an innovative comedy the original yeah. one even home alone but we were talking earlier or city slickers yeah and i was trying to think of a, a comedy recently that just felt innovative to me and all i could come up with was isn't it romantic that comedy with what's her name i'm not familiar with that one rebel wilson yeah where she gets sucked into romantic comedy that made me laugh and it was kind of smart but I don't see very many of those anymore. Yeah, the the comment I made on this theory when we discussed it the first time before you brought up these numbers today is that comedy writing anymore just seems lazy. Yeah. And it's not that funny anymore. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's it's lazy and it's tired and it's repetitive and it's potty humor and it's, they just too much take the easy way out and aren't actually putting in the work and the effort to come up with great comedies. I mean, they there are good comedians safe. out there, but yeah. yeah, nobody nobody wants to really be innovative or take a risk or. And it's it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, we could use some of that today. And it's a little bit of a self fulfilling prophecy because the longer that you don't have these breakout comedies that take risks, that people are going to be more conservative in a production basis based on a comedy, and they don't want to take risks. And so you're going to continue to get more crap. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? What do you think? What else do you think is the reason for that? I think it is pretty much just Lazy laziness, the, the lack of uh, talent. Well, you know, there's some really solid comedians out, but uh, they, they don't seem to get vehicles that are worthy of them. Yeah, or they want to put it into a series or things like that. So. You had some joke you said you were going to do. I had another one, but I wonder, do we want to do that here, or do we want to save that for... Planet of the Apes? Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Show no help if it does get any worse than this. Let's, uh... <laughs> Is your objective to give me outtake materials? <laughs> Or you just like looking at the I, I look at... It looks cool. Yeah. Blop, blop, blop. Blop, blop, blop. Skibbly-dee. Boing.